Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Screaming in Silence podcast, Amor Fati, Loving My Fate. For most of us, severe pain is thankfully a fleeting experience, but for some, like myself, it's a permanent companion. For the past 25 years, everything I have done or experienced has been accompanied by chronic pain. Yet, to the surprise of most, I consider myself one of the luckiest people alive and I'm thankful for this journey. Through this podcast series, I'll share with you my story and the insights I have gained that have allowed me this perspective. If you're born short, you're happy that you're short. If you are tall, then you're happy that you're born tall. These two sentences were the opening lines of a video I watched the other day, and it struck a chord with me. The topic of this video was loving your fate, and until I saw it, I thought I had this concept nailed. But the opening lines made me realise that while I had successfully applied this rule to my injury, I hadn't quite got there in other areas of my life. Rather than upset me, this realisation excited me, identifying where I still had a lot more room to grow, mentally and emotionally that is, not physically. I say this because I was born short, and while I can hand on heart say it never upset me, it wasn't exactly something I loved about myself. I had to ask myself, why can you love your journey with severe pain and disability, yet not love your stature? To answer this, I had to find out why I loved my fate with regards to my injury. The answer to this was because I had realised very early on in my journey that there was no changing this, that if I was to have the life I wanted, I needed to embrace the change, embrace that there was no turning back the hands of time, that this was my life. I needed to understand that I was who I was because of my journey with pain. I needed to understand that fighting my fate was useless, that this wasn't an enemy, that instead it was something I needed to use for me rather than against me. Applying that same rationale to my height, something else I was not in control of, was a wake-up call for me. While I'd never felt bad or down about being slightly shorter than average, it was something I'd put too much weight on, something I'd thought about too much. I can't change the fact I'm 5 foot 7 on a good day, so why was I thinking about this so much at times? If I can celebrate my pain and disability as part of who I am, then I can do the same with my height, or lack thereof. Very often I see people in pain support communities who are unaccepting of their fate, and I get this. None of us want to be in pain or face living with a disability. No one would choose that for themselves, just as I wouldn't have chosen to be born short. Regardless, this is the situation they find themselves in, just as I have. Faced with chronic pain, some people fight back. They are angry and bitter, disappointed. They feel robbed, jealous and spiteful. You could argue justifiably, but I would ask what these emotions do for us. Do they benefit us or do they harm us? We have all felt these emotions and more in our lives. There have been events and people that have caused disruption in our world. We get agitated and frustrated, and suddenly we start to notice more things that annoy us. This happens because our brains go into fight-or-flight mode, and we become naturally more aware of any threat or discomfort. These responses are evolutionary adaptations to increase chances of survival in threatening situations. We needed this response mechanism to ensure the survival of our community, whether that was our immediate family or a larger community we were a part of. In short, the fight-or-flight mechanism was critical to our survival as a species. But it can overreach. Most of the threats our brains perceive now are not critical for our survival. But our brains still respond the same way. Chronic pain is one of them. Confrontation in the workplace is another. 
When dealing with a colleague or a superior who is frustrating us, we will start to notice other things at work that irritate us, painting the entire experience as one we want to escape. With chronic pain, this response will often, at best, make us less comfortable and at worst make our pain more aggressive. This will make us yearn for a time when we weren't in pain or make us fight back with anger and hate, both of which only serve to continue the cycle. When I say that I love my life of pain and disability, this is almost always met with shock, disbelief or even anger. I've been told that I obviously can't be in pain if this is the case. But why can't it be the case? If I may borrow from the Stoics again, they say that we choose our response to events. If you are angry about your pain or bitter or hurt, then that is a choice. A choice you made. Maybe the easiest choice to make, but most certainly not the only one. You could also choose to be indifferent about it, or you could choose to be happy about it. Each of the three is a choice available to all of us. Without a doubt, there are differing degrees of difficulty involved with each. Personally, I would argue that being angry or bitter is the easiest, probably for all of us. And I would argue that being happy about being in continual pain is the hardest to accommodate. But the easy path in life is often not the most rewarding, not the one we learn the most from, not the one we grow from. So, how have I arrived at this point? How can I love something that many people describe as their enemy, the worst thing to happen to them? It comes down purely and simply to attitude. An attitude of loving my fate. Being in pain is my life. It has been for the past 25 years, and there is all likelihood that the rest of my life will be this way too. I'm prepared for that. I can't change it. No amount of anger, bitterness or resentment will change it. Neither will any amount of love and acceptance. This is my fate, and I have three choices, anger, indifference, love. Choosing anger would cause me to focus on my pain, focus on what it has taken from me, where it has held me back. It would put me into a heightened state of alert, making my brain more aware of any threat, including my pain, which would only compound the battle I'm facing. It would make me scared to leave my comfort zone, to get up and move about. It would make me jealous of others I perceive to not be in constant pain. Essentially, it would make an already tough situation even tougher. Being indifferent to it would be a far better choice. To just be aware it exists, but give it no emotional weight. This wouldn't hold me back. It wouldn't put me into a heightened state of alert. It wouldn't make me spiteful or jealous. But I feel it also wouldn't give me full benefit of the experience. Loving my pain, my fate, however, gives me a chance to fully embrace the experience in a positive manner. I see the beauty in life more clearly now because I've been in constant pain. I see the lessons that I've only learned as a result of this journey. I can help others who are struggling by being inspirational to them or giving them a new perspective on adversity. Since starting this podcast series, my attitude towards my journey has led to people I've never met before reaching out to me for one-on-one sessions, guiding them on their own journey. Outside of the pain community, I have strong relationships with friends who only see me as a fun, positive person to be around. I'm not focused on my pain. I'm not complaining about my situation. I have friends who are struggling in certain areas of their lives, relying on me to guide them through their battles, because they know my outlook is only one of finding the best, the good, in any situation. They know I'm adept at facing adversity. I think it is clear to see, loving my fate is the most beneficial choice for me and those around me. This outlook isn't one that when you discover it, instantly fixes everything in your life. Marcus Aurelius said that philosophy isn't an instructor, rather an ointment one applies to troubles. 
I definitely understand what he means by this. Like my height, there are many things in my life that you could consider fate that I have fought against. It does take work to step back from these internal battles and realise you are fighting a fight you cannot win. I won't wake up one morning to discover I'm now half a foot taller, so I need to learn to love my stature, because I'm wasting precious time worrying about something that I cannot change. Learning to embrace things in our lives that we have no control over is the first step in reshaping our response to them, reshaping it in a way that benefits us. As Epictetus said, you can want things to turn out the way you want, or you can want things to turn out the way they have. Ryan Holiday, on his Daily Stoic YouTube channel, tells the story of Thomas Edison's factory burning down. Upon hearing the news of this fire, he leaves his house to go view the destruction with his son. When they get there, Edison turns to his son and tells him, Go get your mother and all her friends. They will never see a fire like this again. He doesn't get angry, upset or disheartened. Instead, he sees the beauty in the face of adversity. Ryan tells us the next day Edison says to a reporter, I've been through stuff like this before. It prevents an old man from getting bored. He then rebuilds his factory and continues his work. This way of thinking, of accepting what has happened to us, is about making the best of what you have been given. Wishing for my accident to not have happened is fruitless, just like Edison wishing for his factory to have not burnt down is. Instead, take what you have been given, no matter how tragic it may seem, and find the good in it. When I think about it, I have applied this to my height before. My passion, as you will know, is motorcycling, sports bikes to be exact. These bikes are notoriously cramped in their design. The foot pegs are high, the hand controls low. Tall people suffer with them, getting sore wrists, backs and necks. I don't. I'm the perfect height for one of these bikes. Reframing my perspective of my height in this way turns it into an advantage for me. I could even say that acknowledging this makes me happy to be my height. Knowing now what I do about Amorfati, loving your fate, means that I can now begin to move forward with things in my life that I once struggled with. This is a gift we can give ourselves, but one that we often only give a long time after battling with the thought or issue. If we are going to eventually give ourselves this gift of accepting or embracing our fate, we could do ourselves an even bigger favour and give it much earlier. Just as I have fully embraced my journey with chronic pain from very early on and turned it into a positive experience for myself, I could have done the same with my height. I could have saved myself 30 years of thinking about my height by just embracing it for what it is, looking for the good in it and moving forward. People might say, ah, he's just kidding himself. No one can say for sure whether I am or not. But if we assume for just one moment that I am, then so what? It's working. My friends and family like my company. I don't complain about much, certainly not about my pain. People find me inspirational. People thank me for helping them. I visited a friend at his business a while back. He was in conversation with a good client of his. I'm not sure what they were talking about, but as I entered his office, he looked up, saw the smile on my face, and remarked that of all the people to have something to complain about, I was the one with a smile and positive attitude. I just said in response that I have nothing to complain about. So, if those that doubt my authenticity exist, well, they are welcome to their thoughts, but one thing they can't deny is the effect I have on others. I doubt there is anyone who hasn't faced these internal battles, unhappy with some aspect of our appearance, suffered a tragic event that was out of our control, faced a medical condition that there is no cure for, had to adapt to a permanent disability, or live with unending pain. Maybe things have not gone the way you wanted, so do you fight against that and let it hold you back? 
or do you instead want things to turn out the way they have and move forward? I know wanting things to be the way they have turned out has worked for me with my pain, and I know it'll also work with me my own hang-up over my height. It is what it is. It can't be changed. Don't want for the impossible. Instead, want for what you already have. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really feel the message is one we can all gain from. I know I have and will continue to as I face things in life that are out of my control. It would be great if you could share this message with as many as possible. Not everyone is comfortable talking about their personal battles, even with friends, so it might surprise you who really needs to hear it. Don't forget to visit my website at onewingkiwi.com. There will be some new developments coming soon. Until next time, take care, have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you again soon.